in fact be there tonight, and if so, if she would smile at him. He'd arranged to get to the hotel just before the supper break, so as to be greeted by and to shake hands with those who thought it important to shake hands with a prince. Then he and his guest would be invited to toast the enterprise in champagne, after which he would present the plaque. On such occasions, he was sometimes expected to kiss the recipient, but luckily this time... The recipient proved to be a tubby, middle-aged man, who was quite happy with a handshake. Now Mr. Crown and his friend were allowed to eat, if they wished, and when the band recommenced, to dance. The prince wasn't a good dancer, but in days gone by Liz had taught him the rudiments of salsa. He was extending his arm so as to sway his partner outwards, when he saw Liz... It caused him to falter, and the Countess had to clutch at his hand to keep her balance. He murmured an apology. She smiled. They got back into rhythm, and she glanced back at the cause of his mistake. Liz was wearing a close-fitting short dress of some silvery fabric. It made her look like a fine Italian rapier, slender and elegant, and rather frightening. You know her? Marcelina inquired softly, and in French, the language in which she felt most comfortable. Somewhat. Alas, she sighed, in intuitive understanding. It was his duty to dance with others, but of course not with Liz Blair. Miss Blair was unimportant, except to Mr. Crown. But he couldn't prevent himself from looking for her in the crowded ballroom, She was with a handsome, polished sort of man, in a dinner jacket considerably more fashionable than the one the prince was wearing. She danced with a few others, too, but this seemed to be her partner. He had a possessive air. Unfortunately, at one point, his glance collided with hers. There she was with this rich-looking type. Here he was with a pretty blonde young woman in his arms. They froze each other with a look. Worse still... As he and Marcelina were waiting on departure for his car to be brought, he saw Liz and her escort drive off in the very latest Porsche. He was very downcast. Next day, he took the Countess to the Museum of Musical Heritage, a small establishment, difficult to find, in a Georgian building in Mayfair. He knew it well, for sometimes he did research there when choosing works to make a programme for a concert. It contained manuscripts, books, and portraits of composers born in Britain or who had visited Britain. Here she was to do some research on the Polish composer Chopin, who had made quite a lengthy stay in both England and Scotland in 1848. "'Shall I show you where to find the Chopin collection?' he suggested, as she paused in the entrance hall to glance around. Uh, "'No, thank you. I already wrote to the librarian.' "'So it's all arranged already, Gregory. "'Well, then, I've written down my mobile number for you, you see. "'When you feel like lunch, just give me a call, and I'll collect you. "'No, no, I'm sure you have other things you'd rather... "'Nonsense. It's true I have a few bits of business, but nothing important. "'And round here you wouldn't know where to find a place to eat.' "'My dear, most of the buildings have got exclusive men's clubs in them.' "'Oh, well then, in that case, I don't know quite how long I'll be.' "'Doesn't matter. 
I'll be around and about all day. They exchanged formal handshakes. Mr. Crown took himself off to Spitalfields, where at the next festival his musicians would be performing. The great old building of Christchurch was always undergoing improvement, so he wanted to inspect it and ask what more might be done to it before next year. He went on to one of London's southern suburbs, where an instrument maker was repairing a valuable oboe belonging to an orchestral player on tour in Brazil. By then, it was lunchtime. He rather wondered why Marcelina hadn't been in touch, but decided not to call her mobile, because the museum wouldn't be pleased at having ringtones disturbing its tranquillity. He found himself an agreeable pub, had a sandwich and a Budweiser, then returned to the city. In Soho, he bought sheet music for a forthcoming performance of a work by Palestrina. He had it parceled up and dispatched to the group who needed it for rehearsal.